0: Uh, uh, in your ear. Podcast Network.
1: Yeah. Every every Matt Damon movie in the trailer, you're like, it's Matt Damon yeah. playing Matt Damon. And then you watch the movie and he actually like is a really good actor and plays characters.
2: This is like he kind of isn't Matt Damon, Damon. which is, uh, I don't know. Like there's flashes of Matt Damon, but he mostly is playing this like just... <laughs> awful, unlikable guy, the mo- the least charming person ever with a mullet. <laughs>
3: oh my god, and a goatee. I, d- I do want to get your opinion on Power of the Dog. Has anyone watched it? Yes, I really liked it. I am I have twenty minutes left. It's been very difficult to finish. I guess I just wow. expected something different. I found it really, really acting was beautiful. Cinematography is beautiful. I just find the plot incredibly slow for me. Repent. i didn't
2: um i don't know i didn't i didn't really know anything about it before i saw it and then i thought it was awesome there's kind of a cool little twist at the end i think that's cool that people are talking about so i won't i won't like say that Both but i think benedict cumberbatch is really good in it
3: no no He's that's like what i mean like an asshole in it it's the incredible. performances are great but like by I felt like an hour in and we're still being an abusive dick and nothing's changed. Like I was like, okay, he does change though. There's like
2: moment you see, like flashes of him becoming like kind or like, you see it, like the potential for that in him, but he's just so beaten down by this like life or whatever that I thought
3: it was one big change after he's naked in in the river and the kid sees him and then
1: he's like is okay the, that'd be nice to uh, kid. the jane campion movie yeah. yeah
2: i don't know it's really good it I but like it. you probably want a faster paced movie but it's not a fast-paced movie it's like it's like where it's shot it's just like spacious and it's a western you know, right is yeah, it a western? i thought the plot it takes its sweet fit. ass time
1: I thought the Jane plot- likes to sit in a story. She doesn't push yeah. a story. She just fucking sits in it. And no, I know, no.
3: but I thought the plot to yeah. Days of Heaven was better, and it's a similar movie, in my opinion. But you guys watch it, you tell me what you. Well, get. you just
1: sold me on it—a show I wasn't planning on yeah. watching, or something it, I thought I wasn't going to get around to. Mm. Now I'm going to see it. I think it.
3: that is a good comparison. It's it's.
2: It's almost like Days of Heaven, but I mean, Days of Heaven I think is, is a better movie. But this is like deals with something different. I think, yeah. at least there were. I know plot- what you mean though, for like
1: the yeah. pacing and like forcing you to observe what's happening without really like guidance, that kind of stuff. But yeah, but it had some, so,
3: there were some surprises in Days of Heaven. There were some things that I really didn't see coming. This so far into the last twenty minutes, I'm like, okay. Oh, and the
2: last, but the thing is, the last twenty minutes it just goes
3: like, woo, like this (coughs) movie. Just all right.
4: uh, right. Next pod,
3: I will, I will tell you then my, my
2: last critique. The last twenty minutes is it.
4: You'll you'll watch the last twenty minutes. I have
2: a movie I want to recommend to everybody. It's called Another Round by Thomas Vinterberg, uh, and it stars Mads Mikkelsen. It's about four. It's so fucking good. It has four. It's about four high school teachers. Who are just kind of like middle aged and miserable with their lives, but they decide that if they maintain a blood alcohol level of 0.05 <laughs> at all times, that they will enjoy life more. It's like this theory, and it's Whoa. it's very funny, but it's like Whoa. also very Danish and like it's also dark too. But it is really good.
1: Okay, I'm. I want to. Have see you ever that? like
2: Thomas Vinterberg is that director who did like. Um, who was in the with Lars von Trier's... what was it called? The Dogma. Oh, uh,
1: The Dogma. Yeah, uh, Yeah. whatever Dogma, yeah.
2: And his he made that movie The Celebration, which I also highly recommend.
4: Um I'm I'm just trying to mentally compute what it would be like to constantly live at a blood <laughs> alcohol level of 0.05. So, I feel like that's actually a how really How many drinks good is goal. that?
2: It's a, so Well, they, still they push it.
4: You're yeah, still they, legal.
2: You're in the they legal They do admit, push is, it eventually. Like like point. they they go to point zero five, and then there's a point where he's like, "I can go further. I can take this further," <laughs> and it gets starts to get really crazy.
4: But but so point zero five, it, it's legal in the United States. You can drive as long as you're under 0.08 uh-huh. So it's basically it's like a good buzz, I guess. Yeah, it's like two beers at all times. This uh-huh. is so like microdosing
1: acid, but with beer. Yeah,
4: yeah, you're like you're basically constantly sipping a beer all day. I would say. I think Just that would work for me. Maybe beer. not the
1: beer, but one of those. I'm gonna do one of those uh can i add a movie experience that i recommend too so okay guys uh i had the pleasure of checking off a movie bucket list of item of mine and got to see 2001 space odyssey on the big screen at the beautiful baltimore senator theater uh and it was just mind-blowingly awesome and if you if every anybody listening gets to ever see it on the big screen go see it shut the fuck up don't ask questions and just let that movie punch you in the face just let it happen, and it's incredible. It's just a singular movie experience. I love that movie. It was great. Did they serve crabs? I don't. <laughs> Maybe I know. But they were that blasting. It's all like college, you know, college donors who work there. Like I was when I worked at the a movie theater, and um, they're blasting Beach House in the lobby, which I love. <laughs> Beach House is my favorite band. But like two thousand one has Bassett. long. Right, and two thousand one has long <laughs> of segments of silence in the movie where literally like. The absence of sound is an important thing. And I'm space. hearing like Beach House, like early Beach House records floating through the space, which what? was kind of was cool and surreal, but did not fit the, the atmosphere of the movie. It's, uh, it needs
4: quiet. I, I, the movie doesn't really punch you in the face as much as it slowly smothers you with a pillow.
1: Well, there's different segments. Yeah. The, the, the house segment and then the, the star child segment is definitely like scrambling your brains a little bit that whole part it's so it's just it's an incredible movie it's so unique there's never been another movie like it and it's built for movie theaters yeah well so
3: we should awesome. probably talk about this movie
1: let's do it
2: hi i'm mike
3: i'm gonna <laughs> um, have to take a shit pardon. soon so wow. oh really <laughs> wait a minute yeah you fucked up our, I, our intro yeah
4: really the intro intro dave we just i think that was the this. best
3: intro we've done
4: <laughs> that's
1: that might be true, but also,
4: <laughs> does, that, does anybody remember the incantation? Should we start with that? I mean, there's four of us here, we can do the sounds and all. East, that.
1: West, never
4: yeah. eat soggy waffles.
0: Well, That's who Watchers
1: are, <laughs> uh, all along
3: the watchtower,
0: <laughs> all the but,
3: earth and the heaven.
2: Mimosas for brunch. Hi, I'm Mike. Hi, I'm Mike.
4: I'm Josh. I'm tave And I'm J-Bone.
2: And this is Does It Suck Now?
1: (laughs) Now. I am the
4: clock. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, we're going to so, – this soundtrack was – just...
1: The beauty of that cover is the Smiths secretly kind of suck, except their guitar player is kind of awesome. So that cover of that song just bumps the guitars right out in front and lets that riff just carry the day, and it's
4: amazing. It's so I'm going to cool. tell yeah. Suzanne you said that. She's going to come to your house and kick your ass. I agree. <laughs> I also
2: do not like the Smiths. I don't like the Smiths. I, I like <laughs>
1: Suzanne
4: got me into oh, the wow. Cure.
1: I like the Cure, and I got her in the beach house, so that was a fair swap, but the Smiths yeah, – yeah.
4: No, no that's no, fine. I, I, but I, I Johnny Marr
1: is a really awesome guitar player and uh, makes some cool riffs. What did we watch this week? This week we watched...
4: The Cure, 1996. <laughs> that's
1: not
0: what we watched. No. <laughs> that's a band.
4: <laughs> no, just kidding. No, we watched The or Craft, 1996. Uh, a, a little ditty about four teenage witches... And their spiral of uh self-discovery and revenge. Did yeah. you read the description? Was that probably no, right, right off now. the top of my head? Do you have it on pause on oh,
1: wow. Comcast or something.
4: I just came up with that. <laughs>
1: That's a good job. All right, Hemingway. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> so uh yeah, the craft. What'd you guys would you guys think? Are we what, doing
4: what, any <laughs> plot
3: summaries? Didn't we talk about this last week? We did a plot summary. Yeah, I need an entry
1: point. I need an entry point into this movie. I have a lot to say about it. Don't we it. All? I don't want this... I don't want this hesitation to seem <laughs> so, like I feel like we all have a lot to say, but we just kind of like we got to work our way in. So, Dave, it, why don't, why don't you just... we?
3: I think it's fair. Okay, let me just say I think it's like take it section by section. He said, okay, bit by bit. Okay, us.
2: let me just take us uh, introduce this film. Uh, I think it's fair to say that this film has become iconic, where that this was somewhat of a B movie, like a, a, a teenager sort of panned movie at the time. It's become this iconic movie about uh, coming of age, about uh, self-realization and actualization, you know, feminism, all these things that like ticks all these off to where now it's a, a, a cult it? classic. Well, yes, I don't know. It?
4: There, there I, are those that would argue that. Yeah. I, I mean, think to make that... All
3: of I think that... I put it, it up. Days of Heaven, Power of the Dog, the Craft.
2: But the craft I, think that, I think that I think that this movie because of like what it represents (laughs) for a lot of people now it does those things because i think like a lot of the way people remember this movie which is really good for our podcast because i think the way people remember this movie is a lot different from what this movie actually is and like what this movie has become with sequel after sequel people sort of like sequels
4: Oh, oh, there's, well, yeah. there's definitely there's a sequels. sequel there's a single sequel
3: there was a ton though that went straight i think to video right i was trying to there, look that up the there's also the series a 2020 Charmed 2020 sequel by the way 2020 last year it came out it's called the craft uh, legacy and, and see, really, well, to, the,
4: to mike's point i feel like this it, it it created and maybe validated the whole like occultist which subculture that was just starting to get real popular like in the mid 90s and it obviously had a big draw with you know teen girls and then this movie was like oh by the way we see you and like we're gonna rock it out for you in this movie here (laughs) and then the whole like social movement just took off from that point what came out what came
3: out three years earlier that really sparked the goth scene
1: buffy
4: the the crow. Oh, the crow, uh, the crow. Right, the crow, obviously, no, right? The crow but came but, out yes. in
1: '93.
4: I think that's Three. a fair,
1: a fair but, like family tree lineage to draw on this movie. I think the but crow here's is what I'm Nine saying. Inch
3: Nails was hitting, and all those yeah, bands were the, starting the, God, the, doctor, like, yeah. the cult, the witchcraft. This was this movie, the teenage like, girl, I agree with you, it was the teenage right. girl induction into this whole world, but it was, and also, I think this is the year, as I've said in many a podcast before pop music came back before like can hardly wait and American pie and all the other, this was still that era after Pulp Fiction where they were every kind of thing had a dark turn to it. There was more indie flicks in influence in the mainstream there, you know, and well, this is the I, end of it. In but my opinion. Here,
4: here's
2: what I'm saying though, is like, like a four year
3: period or all right, five.
2: beyond all the stuff that I said, if I just say the craft to anybody that to brace. anybody,
1: or to a forty-year-old?
2: No, to, 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 <laughs> but to anybody in popular I culture. I don't know what if,
1: if eighteen-year-olds right now know this movie. Is that what you're I arguing? I think they do. I'll
2: no, ask I, you. Think, yeah. okay. I think they do
4: because the goth like ones do. This
2: this yeah, might be true. this movie has survived beyond its actual. Whatever it is, if you okay. say the craft, it represents something to them more than like a movie like Scream that came out this year. Like, what other, there's like a ton of other movies that came well, out this year that were in Im- the probably better I movies and more popular.
4: Well, I mean, yeah, 96 but, was a crazy busy year for movies, right.
2: but and- if you say the craft, you get a picture in your head immediately more so than Scream. Like, Scream isn't a style, do you know what I mean? I like, get a
1: picture of Rachel True and Nev Campbell just looking gorgeous. That's what I got to picture yeah. in my head. But
2: it's like this whole Blur. style, this like witchy girl power, you know, it, it's like a whole style that like, like I can go on set and, and ha- hear a director be like, I want to do something that's really like craft. And everybody on, this, right. on the they, set yeah, knows, the aesthetic. knows what that is. It's an aesthetic. More, okay, more cool, so yeah. than any other movie that came out this year. Like it's had a life
4: there were, like, there were some movies in 96, though, dude. I mean, this, this movie oh, kind of yeah. got buried by some of the, like, crazy... I was pumped for this movie. I think so. I remember yeah, when well, this movie came out, honest. I was excited to the, see it. Yeah. I went to let's see be the honest, theater. the
3: movies that actually last, okay? If you go back and you look at the Oscars from year to year to year to year, there are a lot of movies in certain years that you're like, I've never heard of that movie. But right. the ones that end up surviving, like, you know what? The are we are just talking about Redley, Ridley Scott. <laughs> Blade Runner when it came out Blade Runner bombed Legend bombed you know what I mean like but these movies have lived on throughout the years it's the ones to outlast in the legacy The Duelist well, the first re-edited one they re Blade did, Runner to bombed. be
1: fair they re-edited Blade Runner and completely yeah, changed Blade the Runner was for a the hot better so, so, but,
3: but you, uh, just, just that to, to the there. point to the point that's all you know what i mean yeah. like so i think that that's interesting about the craft like you never know what's actually going to last as some sort of cult classic thing and we'll get to it but this movie did make money so, so, so here's, it
4: kind of made money right.
1: but those can be
3: two separate things right
1: the like the the popularity at the moment and then the long lasting afterwards my argument would be that i think i agree with the Gagino boys in your assessment that this movie has lasted and survived a little, uh, has a legacy. But I think if this was a better movie, it would have been a classic. Like, I think it was like knocking on the door of it could have been a classic. And, but I don't think it gets there. And I think it's going to be really interesting to talk about all the reasons why it kind of like missteps. And I don't think it's necessarily because it was written and directed by like 40 year old white guys or whatever. Uh, (laughs) but uh, that may be a factor. I don't think it's inherently a factor, but it may be a factor. And I and I and I think uh, wouldn't it be interesting if, if this kind of series became like an anthology of movies like James Bond style, where you have different directors and or voices like writers and directors making yes. their own version of the craft over and over again, like a Greek myth and just like adapting it to the times. I think there's so much like fertile ground here. I'm, well, not, I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about there's what's been going movies on. I've
4: gotten close. Like, did anybody see Chronicle? This is I kept thinking I like Chronicle. This for the whole movie. Chronicle, Chronicle is was a good. 2012 movie about three three teenage boys that encounter some extraterrestrial something rather that gives them powers, and yeah, the like story Fantastic is like, style. yeah, it's like literally exactly the same. It's it's basically the same fucking movie. So now uh, like, I craft, this,
3: this was it, pitched, in my opinion, as like the female version of Lost Boys with witches. But yeah, oh, even though I think there's plot sure. differences, but the way that it's presented, in the sense of Suddenly they're, they're cool girls, all the slow motion walking shots, all oh, this sort of like hyping up the pop of culture of them. Movies. But let's start with it. Let's start with the beginning. Right. So basically they get together like nobody Robin, gets
4: Robin, Tunney, fresh, Robin, Tony, right. Shooting. Wait, big uh, question. Record. Hold on.
1: Sorry, Dave, before you even start, because the opening of the movie, it's pouring rain right at the airport. That's what we see. Right. Uh, yes. It's always why, raining. In LA why the fuck in is LA. this movie set in L.A.? Why is this movie not set in New Orleans Seattle, or Florida Seattle. Yeah. or Georgia or somewhere or in the like, southeast parts part of the country? Fucking Salem, Massachusetts. But if you, all right, you, could, you got all you have to you do is go southeast, southeast line, Swamp, Southeast Swamp, I'll and you back. get like um <laughs> you get a beautiful atmosphere of this movie. And I think it, it has like setting in Los Angeles was stupid.
4: Did did Dave just, just, just uh, happen? I was Dave trying to make like
1: a good point. Dave just
3: walked away.
4: through. Oh, Dave is oh, gonna go oh, take a, got a it. shit. I guess I it has begun. Well, oh got it. Watchers none of the
3: watchers of the watchtower.
4: Yeah. We <laughs> call upon
3: you, the storm <laughs> of the stomach.
4: To, gi- to, give, to yeah. give strength to Dave's sphincters. Uh,
2: <laughs> gods of the rumbles of the belly of the ocean. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs>
4: Anyway, my
1: complaint, sorry, we got rudely <laughs> interrupted there, which I will probably edit out. Um, my complaint about this movie is it would have been so easy since they shot it on a set most of the time anyway and had rain machines everywhere to just say, like, we're in New Orleans. It's spooky. You, you add all this atmosphere to it. It should have been New adds, Orleans. You don't have to do anything else. You use a lot of the same sets. You just say you shoot the exact same movie. You just say it's New Orleans instead of Los Angeles. And like, This
2: movie does seem like it was shot very quickly, though, because they don't even say where they are. Right? They don't say like we're in LA. They're just like we're in uh, the city where, and yeah, we
1: go to the
4: high true. school.
2: But there is a and, beach.
4: You need to have a beach somewhere yeah. within reasonable distance. But that could be any coastal New city.
1: Has, New Orleans has ocean. Like. The way that they walk from Skid Row to some, like, house in the valley, like, I don't know anything about Los Angeles, but I know that's, like, a three-hour car drive. There's no way you're, like, everything's a three-hour car drive. There's no way they were walking around that freely in that environment. It does make no sense.
4: Did did anybody else find it um, darkly ironic that Rachel Tunney shot two movies back-to-back in 96 where she played a character that committed or attempted to commit suicide?
1: Yeah, there might have been even more. We don't even know. Yeah, Encino yeah. Man Encino Man is a sad
4: movie
5: <laughs> that's what you're not, talking not about right that kind of
4: sad no no dude <laughs> like Empire Records I know I she's know like, was yeah, yeah. I was joking I was and in joking I was in fact fun fact she wore a wig for this entire movie because her head was still shaved from Empire Records
1: really oh, yeah. so that's why yeah. they incorporated the um the like hair blonding effects.
4: yeah she um, was wearing a wig I, for the whole I've movie I've
2: read that before and you
1: can notice it's a wig yeah yeah I have to say the special effects in the craft really held up. There was only like like some that I was like it was a little breaking the immersion style feeling well, I, but like I, a lot of it was kind of like movie tricks combined with with a little bit of digital trickery which is kind of yeah. the secret of the sauce you're supposed to do I think to make things kind of look timeless. It worked
5: I great. I was reading
4: about it and there was there was a lot of planning and effort that went into those special effects that were, you know, you know, not Tango and Cash level crazy special effects at the time, but Tango you know, and Cash it, Tango <laughs> Cash was Tango all practical. Cash,
1: their special effects was all things that they could blow up. Like everything in well, the, the movie was just Apparently, this
4: at the time was the largest collection of reptiles on one movie set at any given time. For yeah, what snake. do you think Those the ratio all real is? Snakes.
1: What's the ratio? No way. They're not all real. There's no way they're, they're all, all real, real snakes. That's mixed in with rubber snakes. You cannot tell yeah, me that was I, I, 100% I,
4: real. I, I mean, look, man. I just I, I i recite the fun facts I read. I don't make them up. And apparently, there was a big deal made about the number of snakes on set, and they had to do something to make them look like they were moving because it was too cold and they were all not moving enough. Oh. But those were all real snakes.
1: Yes, the movie looked very cool. Like they shot it in the winter in order to make <laughs> use of these locations. Um, I really so here. So, the movie has Robin Tooney. It's a lot of archetypes, right? So, Robin Tooney is the new kid in town. Um, the, the three other girls are like the outcasts in their school. We get a little Skeet Ulrich action for you. Can, Solo. can somebody
4: give me the appropriate oh, yeah. pronunciation of what is it? Feriza? I, I don't I want to get her Balk. name right.
2: Feruza Balk. Uh, Balk. Balk. All right. Thank you. So, yeah. Feruza Balk, so is lovely great.
1: Rachel True, and also lovely. Uh, Nev Campbell. I just have so this is not against the other two women who are also beautiful women, but those two were a big part of my teenage crushes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I gotta cool. say, not not that I had a huge crush on Faruza Balk, but she is incredible in this movie. And even when this movie is. Is sort of like the the first half of this movie, movie I betrays think is, her a little really bit really good. Yeah, I think the first half of this movie is is actually very good. And then they just kind of like don't know how to like wrap it up. Right. And uh, but I think that she, despite all that, is just chewing up the scenery. Just like every mm-hmm. scene, she is just like, doesn't matter what line you give her, it can be like a throwaway line. She is just like, oh, like um
1: the joyride scene is incredible oh, when she's, when she's pissed off at everybody yeah. and she's just driving like a maniac and switching like uh emotional like cues constantly. She's really I mean, good. Was
2: I don't know how much of a star she was before this movie because she's definitely like a '90s staple. But I mean, I feel like this movie made her a star.
1: Yeah. I like, also remember her from Island of Dr. Moreau, which I'm dying to do on this podcast. Oh, wow, yeah. um, do that She plays like an animal woman, <laughs> child thing.
4: As, <laughs> as do most people in that movie. Yeah,
1: she's uh, uh, yeah, she's uh, she's a little bit Juliet Lewis, but a little more physical. I think a little more ferocious. I like, There's she's a really scene great. where.
2: She, She's talking to. She's kind of like talking to all the whales or whatever sharks yeah. that watch up on My the God, beach. My God, that beach that, scene oh. is
4: unreal. Oh yeah, it <laughs> was an offering, a
2: gift. Give and you know me. what? It's even at the very end when she's in the insane asylum when she's saying she's flying. It's literally like one line she gets, and she turns that into just like I don't know the a fly I'm flying. <laughs> she just well, the whole the oh, whole, the whole so revenge good. the whole until the movie betrays her. On,
4: uh, on Skeet, the whole Skeet Ulrich scene when, which I have a thousand questions about that. The one where she like seduces
1: like, him as Robin Tooney.
4: Yes. But he yeah. is mm-hmm. with her as her before she just suddenly turns around and is Robin Tooney. And he's just like, right. Oh, whatever. Okay. He's <laughs> yeah, still yeah, under
1: a spell. So like, that brings works, me works back to me. something. Dave is not yeah. here. He is indisposed. <laughs> but he, <laughs> Dave was talking. <laughs> what, what, oh no. Solo, you compared it to Chronicle and Chronicle Mike, you didn't see it, but I thought that was interesting mm-hmm. because Chronicle is also kind of like a moral, like a morality story to like see how these teenage boys handle having these superpowers where they can like ma- manipulate things with their mind, basically, and they like crash cars, and one of them becomes a raging maniac, and like you know there there's like a flow to the progression of that movie. I think The Craft really drops the ball on the character progression, like rhythms you know they it goes from like like especially with Fruza ba- Balk and uh and Rachel True's characters because they both go from like building towards something like in this case Fruza Balk is like just her life is never correct no matter what she does and she's like slowly losing her mind you know they she kills the the dickhead stepdad she gets like well, they, well
4: yeah, does I she mean, though? yeah, that, she I gives think him that's a, heart a critical attack. question. She gives him a heart yeah. attack. Like, well, her magic she does. does. I think he but happens then, to have a heart attack. Okay, go ahead. Right.
1: Maybe, but then, you know, she conjures up that, like, life insurance policy. You assume also that that is something that has to do with magic, and they buy this house, and her mom's still a waste, like, drunk, and miserable, right. right? So, like, Oh, my God.
2: But we do, before you go further, we do have to talk about, how much is it? Is it like a dollars
1: $150,000. Which is about three fifty in modern money.
2: But did you see what they buy? They yeah. buy like a a luxury oh, a apartment, a car looking the beach, a jukebox, and she's throwing around bills yeah. everywhere. everywhere, like like she is rich, and it's only one hundred fifty thousand dollars. But you we're see, like
1: how poor they were. That's like that's...
2: a right. We were like, that's a down payment on that apartment,
1: <laughs> right? Not well, even um, right. That's the thing. Cost- like her life is yeah. not fixed. Like she she thinks she's connected to this God, and her and her life is not fixed. And then she like just right. goes from like, she's working her way up to 10, but she's still only at like five or six. And then it goes right to 10, you know? And then it just cranks it all the way the rest of the movie relentlessly. <laughs> and then Rachel True's character, who has this really interesting, and my favorite part of the movie is the whole thing with the hair and like the racist bully whose hair is falling out. That's like, it's the best horror movie making in the movie. And yeah. like the hair scenes are generally horrifying and really well done horror and and you have like Rachel True like they have that great little effect where the mirror like loses sync with her for a second and like you know they're doing all this stuff with like yeah. she's gonna be the one who realizes like wait maybe this is fucked up what we're doing but then she just kind of like she's questioning and then boom she's with the team and she's a bad guy and then boom she's like a bitch at the end and it's just like yeah, this no, yeah. her whole character wild swings lines. out yeah. of nowhere.
4: Well, yeah. I I had read that that character actually. Um had a much well i don't, i don't I don't want to go too far into the interpretation of the fun fact, but it was they they had written her character to be much more bully revenge centric. And then when Rachel True was cast as that character, then they wrote in the racism. And originally, she was like, well, you know I don't know how I feel about this. obviously, this is you've changed this it, you know borderline pandering question mark. Huh. And then as she digested it, she was like, no, it's important that that was in the movie and I'm glad it was there.
1: Yeah, I think it's fine. Um,
4: But they had to rewrite it. So I think maybe that's a little bit to blame for why her whole character arc just kind of disappears. Maybe,
1: I don't know. Like the morality question is still there. Like that girl was like racist to her, but you know, like it was, we weren't seeing like life, like I feel like for people that experience a lot of racism, what she did that one time, would not be enough to like set you off on the edge. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway.
2: I do. I do. But I think you're right. Like um, that is where the movie turns when, when Nev Campbell and Rachel True
5: mm-hmm.
2: both turn on uh, Robin Tooney and join Fruza Bulk, which doesn't make sense because they're the whole time. They're all like very careful and scared of the powers as much as they yes. are into having
1: the powers. And Robin Tini's I feel the one like that unlocked it all. She's the one bringing all the juice. You know, I feel She's like a much
2: better. Exactly, I and mean, I feel like there's a much better movie in there where they're trying to help Farouza Ball walk her back from the ledge, rather than joining her and yes. trying to defeat. Robin Tooney which to, like that doesn't really make sense to me. I want more craft that movies. Like I do too but yeah, maybe we, yeah, we could just maybe make we should out a new one.
1: The, uh, maybe the, the Starship Troopers sequels have some good stuff and I've heard the Universal, Universal Soldier sequels have some good stuff too. Starship Troopers 3 is awesome. It's like made in somebody's green screen basement with, but they got like Whoa. the mechs and the drops and it's like super fun. It's ridiculous. I wonder if there's some good craft sequels that are actually awesome.
4: There's there's literally just one. There there's is a remake. There's a, remake. No. There's a it's remake. The craft. I don't, a remake won't
1: be good. You need to like let people make movies. You need to. It can't be a studio. Thing. I mean, I feel like,
2: like there's a movie. I feel like there is a craft because. I feel like this is like similar to like the Highlander world or, or something like that, where they're introduced, they're, they're kind of like laying it out there for fans. And this is why I think this has survived more than like a lot of the other movies in '96. Because here is a world where witches exist. And not only do witches exist, they exist in high school. And all the problems <laughs> of high school combined with dealing with having magical powers. Is like, I don't know, like Harry Potter is that, right? Oh, yeah,
4: no, yeah, this it's is like this is early dark Harry Potter. It reminds it's me It's just of high- like
2: such, yeah, it's fertile ground. You shut your mouth. The Waters of the South, the Watchers of the Tower.
4: Mike, I'm gonna sacrifice my clown fish. And then we we're, gonna... were
1: talking about before. The Wars our... of the North.
2: Uh well I was saying <laughs> anyway. this uh the craft creates such a such fertile ground for uh uh fan fiction sequels and all that because it creates it a birthing world... hips,
1: you would yeah, say just,
2: just like good sci-fi or fantasy or anything like that, it creates a good, uh, an awesome world from which to bounce off. And I was saying, I would like a craft sequel that catches mm-hmm. up with them now, where Feruza Bulk uh, somehow manages to figure out how to get her powers back, or maybe there's another witch who figures out she's trapped and she escapes from the mental institution and goes and tries to exact her revenge on All the right. other three, which I think would be a really interesting movie.
4: I, to, to what you said, but obviously taking a hard left turn, I, yeah. um, I, okay, I, this is an admission. I really yes. enjoy Charmed, the TV series. Okay, and, I do too. And, I'm and not going like, to lie, either. I enjoyed it. Too. Yeah, but that's what you're talking about. Like they had obviously the uh, the bandwidth and the time to create a whole world based right. around witchcraft, and it was wildly entertaining. Because of that, you like you could really dive into this construct that they that they made for themselves. Well, and it's uh, redone
3: and redone and redone, right? Like, how many shows yeah. are there about witches, not vampires, many. werewolves? How many are
4: there? Yeah, a lot. not many. I think they, yeah, they there are. are. Okay, count there's them. a new what's, one what's that's stuff?
3: on Prime right now, and it's like the witches were found or something like that. There's another that show about what mages and witches don't count. What about witch, The Witcher?
4: What? About, but that's not the same kind of show. Jennifer, something.
1: A, listen, keep okay. lovely, beautiful Jennifer out of this. It's my girl. All,
3: no, yeah, no! It's all not, I'm saying it's not is, the same type of is show. That, is what uh, I'm Magic. I'm saying it's a very popular thing to do. Whether you're Jennifer, lost it in her magic. Times,
1: Dave, just, this is just just it, it in modern
3: times, or whether you're doing it in uh, medieval or whatever fantasy realm you want to set. It's and or I'm, or I'm saying like it's a good lot. thing. I'm actually agreeing with you. Do but i'm saying there are a lot of shows out there if if we want to look up shows about modern day witches i guarantee you we're going to find like at least 10 but what at, i at think that i think the nah. i think
2: the craft in a lot of ways <laughs> sets itself apart because it's unique in that way where like the craft it doesn't have tons of mystical creatures like they're not visited by war, like whatever vampires and goblins and and stuff like that yeah. it it also takes place in in this the context job. Well, it takes place in the context of high school, uh, but I mean, like that's what sets it apart from Charm. Like it, it, it seems based in reality, and they have these powers. Like yes. there isn't like this world that they discover beyond themselves. Like the powers what you're are there alone.
1: Mike. Yes. Yeah, but who put the mm-hmm. sharks on the beach, Mike?
2: We don't know. The Manon. Watchers of the Tower or whatever.
4: Manon did. Manon, Manon was an Manon, Manon. Manon, Manon.
2: Manon, Manon.
4: It was a, it was a, uh, uh-huh. Manon, <laughs> Manon, Manon did.
1: Um, oh, you went with like a Master P? I was thinking like Muppets. What? But, oh, but, but also there's I also want a to know, is there a
3: witch that lives in every town, just like in the downtown somewhere that, that you can go in? Like,
1: you actress was horrendous. know so what? bad.
3: I mean, they can't be the only people who go into that store. You know, and I'm gonna say this and the shoplift every time. Yeah, it's <laughs> hundreds. Well, that's of dollars what I'm
2: saying. Like, there's stuff. a whole We talk timeline at all?
3: By the way, in the beginning of the movie, how fast
2: that
4: book was fifty bucks. Yeah, how fast. This all
3: happens. <laughs> they were like, like Robin Tooney shows up at school. She spins a pencil. We know this, and then suddenly the girls. This is her first day at school. By the way, not the second. No montage. Whatever. And they're like fourth. She's the fourth. Not and we don't you know what I mean? Like immediately it's uh, I argue just,
1: they spent the exact amount of time they needed to on any of that. We're not there for yeah, that. We I want to get I to the witch stuff.
3: Yeah, oh, right. I'm not saying you couldn't have did it in a quick pace. But as we said many times on this podcast, and this is just my opinion, you can drop some stuff very quickly to have some time pass so that we feel like there's something that actually developed a little bit. And a lot of times in the hour and a half movies or the hour 40 movies, especially the ones we've watched from the 90s and the 80s, if they're pushed to teens, it is like, doesn't matter. Sometimes it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Do you think it matters here?
1: That's what I was going to ask you. Do you think that um, matters here?
3: At the end of the day, I'm going to say no, but I feel like I would be remiss if I didn't poke holes a little bit.
4: Well, No, I agree with you, Dave. No, I, right, I can't believe I'm saying this. Yes, he you, does you know, agree with Michael. I, I want to ask both of you this I agree with Michael. you, Michael. Michael. Michael.
2: What? What? And we have a Sarah. Gonna, this movie
4: had Sarah. Yeah.
2: Sarah. I'm going so to ask both of you this covered. question, if that's what you're saying. What would we have found out in that time that would have made this movie that much better?
3: I think it would have given a little more depth to Robin Tooney's character, in the well, sense are of why, why is, what is what for. I'm looking for yeah. is if we are doing. Hair. Yeah, I'll be specific. Don't make me be more specific. hair. Be different
4: colored hair.
3: I will be Pacific we'll and Atlantic. Okay, and maybe Indian Ocean as well. well
4: Dave, I, <laughs> one. one I, was comment, in, gonna set, I might not
3: be in specific. Let me. be. Can specific. I set the table for you? I'm going to help
4: you. I All just right, help put you the knives work. down.
3: Set it for I'm, me. I'm going to the table for you. This.
4: I want to agree with Dave. I feel like Dave and I agree unusually often in this, in this podcast. We, we see strangely eye to eye. But yeah, I think all of us can agree that it's the character arcs that are lacking in this movie that really it's its big weak spot.
1: Yeah, but that's so, not what Dave's saying. Dave's saying, but, but, Oh, no, but, like, I'm do you think I'm you not, can
4: cure that? You can hold on, cure let's that. Yeah, let's oh. throw in some montages. Let's give some like quick cuts. Let's give some just brief shit that just gives like window dressing to the characters. And I could handle the rest a of the montage or two
1: extra in this movie. I wouldn't have actually I would have loved a couple that. montages. And actually. I just Go mean ahead, because
4: Dave. Robin Tooney's power
3: is so quick and so immediate. And I don't need a ton of backstory. I I actually don't like that when they get too deep into that sort of stuff. But just a little more about it it's
1: like your favorite shit you love i like that no
3: i like backstory but how you present it really matters and if you're going to bore me with a five minute scene of backstory it's i like it when it's integrated into the story in a way and you can have flashbacks but somehow it's still pushing the plot along in a way that i don't feel like okay let's sit and learn about it but anyway what i'm saying is that her powers in the beginning are so all like automatically there Mm -hmm. and i i kind of am curious if it was like a little montage or a little a a little extra scene small where she is discovering a little bit more of her power then that's why she's drawn to the other three girls so at least we have some motivation for her to get there you're and me. then and it would just be a little nicer, you know, a, a little more the chasing like small. I don't like I got too much I got a scene for romance, you. Dave. I got skeet, it. Skeet skeet, uh, skeet, 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 skeet. Right, <laughs> Maybe right. chasing her a little bit more. Develop that just like I'm talking like a one minute scene, a two minute scene. Something you want her
1: to go that- home after an interaction with the girls that's uncomfortable and practice her magic. And then have a little montage of her, like, over the next couple nights, like, practicing and doing newer, yeah. newer things every something time. Something
3: like that, or something like she does it, the parents walk in, she's freaked out, maybe oh, hey, she's oh, hiding dad, it. Ah,
5: dad! Oh, yeah, dad,
3: close something. Yeah, or she gets, I, I think totally, <laughs> somehow she from. gets freaked out from her powers, or she goes after Christine Taylor they did it in a, a weird group, way. Or, they,
1: they did kind of do it as a group, so you could say that did. they did make a choice to give you that info, they just did it, like... She unlocked like it was kind of like there. you know, you could tie that in. That you could was, argue that it ties into the four uh, of them well, coming you together. Know a, good, that unlocks a good quick like
3: seduction that. into the group that was better and we knew less and I actually thought worked really well was Lost Boys. Yeah. How they introduced my Lost Mike Boys into, is a better movie than The Ground, I Yeah, I think. But I thought like his introduction, there was a mystery around those guys. And I think they so were good. trying to create that around the three girls. But I don't think it completely worked in the sense of like I, there was still a lot of great mystery around the vampires as he gets induced into the into the crowd. In, right, in my right. opinion, I, there's no room okay. for mystery
1: in this movie. You're right
3: about I'm that. I'm
2: gonna I'm gonna put this out here. They for didn't me, find
1: room for it. There is room for it. They did yeah, not take yeah. the time to find room for it.
2: For me, for me, it's I don't think that the extra scenes need need to be on the front end. I just think that they yes. need to totally reworked the back end of the movie
5: yeah, because
2: to me it's like it's a movie called the craft like literally the cover of the movie is like oh they're fucking witches yeah and i feel like if and it can't a witch, be
1: a demon like you were saying before it can't yeah. be like they accidentally summon a demon and then have to fight it and have a fist fight with it at the end no, no can't i do that. i
2: think i think that
5: cool, the character Maybe in the middle are, of
2: the movie the character art goes
3: and they're like, wrong, boom.
2: like I said before, when they go to war with each other because basically it becomes three of them versus her, and you lose the other two characters, Nev Campbell,
1: right? And, uh, you know he, and you know where there's mm-hmm. also room to expand this too is like, again, like I feel like a lot of the things we're talking about are not even like big things that they could have just like spiced the movie up a little bit. We're like asking for them to like add a little spice to it, but they could have done so yeah. much with like the fact that the weather in that town is fucking nuts during this whole story. Like, they're calling storms in, and there's crazy weather constantly, and there's, like, weird stuff happening. You'd think you could have a little thing. You could even, like, movies did this all the time where somebody turns on the radio and the song ends, and then it's like, and once again, uh, more storms coming through the area today. (laughs) strange. And, like, (laughs) normally that kind of shit makes me annoyed in a movie because it's lazy most of the time, but in this movie, it was like they just, all they need to do was do that, and it would have added... A nice yeah. little bit of like, uh, like one of their know,
2: parents be like, "Did ice. you hear about all the sharks that washed up onto the beach?" Yeah, yeah what's up with day? that? Oh uh, no, yeah. don't know anything about that, mom. What the
3: hell? We better yeah. get down there. A shark <laughs> is expensive, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so,
4: somebody chop off a fin.
3: <laughs> it's- It's the 90s. This was okay.
5: (laughs) No, I agree with
3: you. And I think we're all discussing the same thing. And for some reason, what popped in my head is like the first Ghostbusters. And I mean, in the sense of ramping up the supernatural to the the, and that's what most of these movies are. This one, especially as we see, I think, with a lot of supernatural things is the seduction of power and then how power corrupts. Right, and then overcoming that.
1: I mean, those are the. I don't think it needs to get bigger. I think it needs to get more varied and kind of maintain a a tone at the end.
4: Yeah, I I will make. So apparently, excuse me. Apparently, they had an actual witchcraft consultant for this movie (laughs) that they relied heavily on the advice of when they were doing like the rituals. Like apparently, all the rituals are like true witch rituals and occult. So like these were all like they. So I may be just just thinking that the attempt to make this a true representation of witchcraft, maybe handcuff them a little bit from making it a fun Hollywood story, like we're all talking about. No, I think about.
1: that's good though. We I, don't no no, I, we're not asking for a fun Hollywood no, story. We're asking I think you for like can, yeah, more of what the what what the repercussions of witchcraft in the real world would look like. We're looking for that kind of thing. That's kind of what Mike and Dave, like if you combine <laughs> what we're all saying, you get like this more interesting canvas to work with within this world that they have, like you, there, there was so much they could have explored and didn't. Well, from the characters, she, from yeah. the characters to the setting, to the magic itself, they just kind of like didn't quite get there on any of it. Honestly,
3: when she spins the pencil, right, and it's and then it starts floating, it. Right. it floats. And she starts no, it's, drilling it's, it's into balancing. the desk, right? It's How balancing, come yeah. no one else? And not that everyone else has to notice, but a little reaction, like you said, in, in the real world of what this is, instead of people being like, and I, maybe the whole concept though, and we're we're just missing it, is that they're the weirdos so people just assume that weird shit happens around them yeah how other people in the real world couldn't realize that it was magic and some weird witchcraft shit like well what about them getting in trouble with the principal for a second now i don't want it to be a high school movie i'm really happy they got out of that pretty quickly but just something like you said what what is the reaction coming back to them when it's like oh shit magic's real you know, and I know it's supposed to be the magic you do is three times. If it's not like from pure heart sort of thing, like it'll come back onto you. comes
4: back to you. Right. But no, the rules
2: are good. The, I think the rules are really what makes this movie awesome. And like, again, what sets it apart, the the world of the craft, like what sets that apart from so much fantasy and, and supernatural and horror. It's like the rules are set right away. And therefore, they just can kind of like, gut, like it kind of like um, makes the plot happen from there. There's got to be a word for that. But it's like the rules dictate what happens in the plot. So they kind of like tell you what's going to happen before it happens. was and effect. We talked about mm-hmm. the other
1: three girls, but we, Dave, when you were gone, we talked about like how they kind of let these characters down. But we didn't really talk about Neve Campbell's character. And that was a whole other avenue mm-hmm. you could have explored where she like all of, a, all of a sudden becomes this like sexual rock star like it unleashes from her. Like, that's a, that, like, what could be a better metaphor for like being a teenager than what her character goes through? Like, it explodes yeah. like an explosion of sexuality and nothing. She just like hits on that guy and then she also then just turns bitchy. Like, they had all Ooh, these cool angle, like plots they could have de- developed and made interesting.
4: Movie, I, I think some of that done. got cut out because there's a direct reference in, to it in the car I think it's when a, they're on the. Yeah, go ahead. Dave.
3: Fifteen minutes, like just about 10, 15 minutes, uh that I think would have filled in the blank and just made made the movie in general richer in character. But that would have made whatever.
4: that a, that would have made this a two hour movie. And I don't know. There's, if the craft there's a, a serious. By movie. the time we were like, rolling, by the time we were rolling, I, I was actually
3: into. I was into the movie. Like actually yeah. this is the first time in a while I was like, no, I'm kind of into this. Like, you know, and you know, then there's stuff that comes back that I remember, but you know, Emily as well, she was like, no, I actually, you know, that I was into it. So yeah. I think it says something, although yes, there are many things that are easy to make fun of, especially like your local town, witch. I mean, can we all walk in and just get a book whenever we want for 20 bucks? That's going to give me magic powers. Cause I'll, do yeah, that. 50 I love
1: the I 100%. love the special effect of their her lighting the one candle and then like fifty other candles light up at the exact same time. There was some oh, really yeah. fun like practical movie effects. One of my favorite rear projector in a car scenes I think I've ever seen when they're when there's like they're having like a long conversation in the car and the rear projector. Uh, I don't know how they did it, but the camera moves all the way like almost halfway around the car, and it's all rear projector behind them, showing them like driving down the street. It was great. I just like. Stuff like that just looks timeless for some reason. Like, it, like uh, they could have gotten away with making this like generic every city, but it felt so much like Los Angeles and like a wrong Los Angeles that it was really distracting. The entire yeah, like time. a
2: dirty noir <laughs> LA. Yeah, that like. They could have. Like the L.A. Or, like, the
3: L.A. What's going Terminator. on in downtown LA? Yeah. They Jesus.
4: could have, they could have done away with the entire Skid Row, the Skid Row, like crazy homeless guy with the snakes. Like that was all pointless, pointless, and like time wasting. Also, yes. yeah, was that one we talked about how that
3: whole thing got dropped? He wasn't like a warlock. He wasn't like you know what I mean. Like how was he dreaming about her? How was how was that supposed to you know what I mean? Like I, that guy completely lost. I, yeah. And it's funny because then if I think of something like The Crow, which would actually be interesting to revisit. It but would
1: be. I'd be interested to see that again.
3: I think the plot line for what it's worth, like although I'm sure there's going to be stuff that's wrong with it, at least it made sense and went through its entire process that you didn't feel like there were pieces of the movie that you're like, nah.
1: Well, I think the difference is The Crow is a genre movie. It is a revenge movie. That's what it is. It is a Death Wish <laughs> you know, style like this guy goes on a killing spree, you know, John Wick, whatever, pick your revenge movie. It has a genre. I think the craft has, is, is grabbing from other genres and piecing stuff together that like, they were like getting really close to something really fucking awesome. And they just like, didn't quite, quite get it there. And I think that's an opposite approach. The Crow is like a revenge movie that they put a goth coating on. And this is like a movie about witches and magic that they're trying to, build a movie around if that makes sense
2: well and it's also has those themes of like um so much of fantasy and horror is so masculine a lot of the time where there's so much of a uh, horror i mean even um scream which comes out the same year and also stars skeet Ulrich and nev campbell i know uh is we- also such a masculine movie in a weird way even though she's like the lead like it's still like
1: um yeah it is. a dude
2: movie and i think like this is very much leaning in and, and like it may not ultimately get there but it's like i think that the reason this movie resonates so many years later is because um it hits a chord that way of like this mm-hmm. this like um it's 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 very genuinely feminine in in a in such a great way um, it's,
1: but it's like where, you're getting one minute yeah. and a half of a great song and you know that yeah. there's like four minutes of that song somewhere but you're never gonna get it you just yeah, get that yeah. minute and a half yeah and you yeah that's, like, what I agree, that's, Mike. that's they the did.
2: first half of this movie where it's just yeah. like whoa like the the protagonist and the uh, you know the villain and the they're hero all so movie. good
1: all four of the lead yeah. actresses are so good too they're really they, all, They're awesome. I think
2: is they all put in great performances, despite the fact that it was just so like the script didn't get him there and didn't give him enough to work with. Ultimately, like, like, yeah, it it tried to, like, at the
1: at the end, it tried to have its cake and eat it, too. And the for my biggest example being like the difference in Robin Tooney's uh, wardrobe at the end, where all of a sudden she's the hard, horror, horror last girl running around with her boobs bouncing. Yeah. Like the movie yeah. has never been exploitative, in my opinion, at all at that point. It's been genre a, like I was saying, like it's taken from genres, but I don't think it was exploitative. And then it kind of like it tries to like wink at you a little bit and be like, ha ha, now we're well, like a slasher movie, but it's I, not. I, and it it, it, it doesn't the, fit.
2: The the real thing that that I noticed about this and what set it apart and why the first half is so good is it takes this idea of um a high school girl who who's somebody who is incredibly insecure, who doesn't feel like she has a lot of power, and then giving her that power, and then what would what would she do with that? And yes. then and,
4: and how do you morally compute that? Yeah,
2: but what I think it's also it every teenager's uh, where,
3: fantasy,
4: in, and, and in her, her mom mean, died, died
3: giving us, birth right? to her.
1: That that's well, like something that they didn't really explore, except for like one. I line. Thought,
3: I thought, and it's not in the movie. I thought at some point the the mother does she revisit her? She does at the end, right? She like speaks to her when she's having yeah, a dying moment. Right? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But once again, but, yeah. another plot line that could have been very cool. Also, which battle at the end for me could have been longer. She got the power. Yeah. I see what they can do with it. That's, that's my opinion. Well, I, I agree. Actually, but but I think I also think out of your that, eyes, I also, you I also think that they buy a frog me. out of your ass. Go ahead.
1: Oh my they, God. Can we they talk about the, the fireplace? Characters? in the makeout well, room let, at the well, party
2: though let, so. let me just make one more point and we can talk about that the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> reason the second half of the movie isn't good is because they portray where the characters yes. are going the, the characters get power and then they become uh, they have incredible hubris they become really prideful they become mm-hmm. really full of themselves and they think that they can do anything and they end up doing terrible things but instead and you lose
1: you even lose their chemistry too Sonic yeah and,
2: and instead of like going down the route of them being their own demise
1: right. they end
2: up somehow fighting each other which doesn't totally. make sense yeah, yeah. They, well, they lose yes.
1: agency honestly in in, yeah. in the story because it's like oh their tra their various traumas have just turned them and there was no way around it and it and it and it, and it yeah. again it feels like a betrayal because this movie has more to it than that it's like there's in plenty of other movies it would have been fine I and mean, been like it was trashy fun it was great there was witches but this is like makes right you after, want
2: more. Like there's the, the point where it turns for me is right after Feruza kills Skeet Olridge.
1: Yes. Because yeah. yeah. I That's feel like that it. is that like scene. a
2: point where they start to recognize <laughs> this is off the rails. Also they just we, leave. We are losing it. Yeah. They just walk we're out oh, and we're
4: done with that party.
2: And then it should yeah. have its like the magic <laughs> should have its way with them, sort of
4: right. after yeah. that. You know what it, I mean? But so, I forget, somebody made the point earlier that I will reiterate. That it's, th- there's no rhyme or reason as to why in there, in, in like, you know, the build to the great conflict between Farouk Balk and uh, Robin Tooney, <laughs> <Faruka>.
2: <laughs> She's a I knew I, knew I was going to mess it up, but you
4: know what I mean? Um, <laughs> there's, but there's no, like, there's no character driven <laughs> reason as to why the girls fall on the lines that they do in terms of that conflict. Right. Like why oh, is everybody yeah. all of a sudden backing like the girl who just got absorbed by the crazy spirit of the earth and is like acting like a psychopath yeah. and it they becomes like ridiculous
1: when they follow through with that at the end and they're like hey sorry we tried to kill you um yeah you got any more of that magic stuff like yeah. we're dying for a hit here i, I
2: feel like they kind of <laughs> lamely explain it like oh she was just like so
3: magical we couldn't like you yeah, know, or magic like magic does, or whatever.
2: It's
4: a shamey yeah. game. Nah,
3: it's, or yeah, it's, it's okay. or it's sell your soul to the devil. I mean, isn't that
1: kind of the point? I that don't want that in this world. I don't want like an actual yeah. big boss or anything like bad guy. Man,
3: no. So, well, the, the, the rule boss. is good. The rule
2: is the the rule of whatever spell you there do is no visits good or bad. you back three times. Right. it's just a. Well, that's the plot. Like right. that is wait, wait, a wait. great plot. Robin Tooney right said it
3: at the end. She said. Manon sends a message. Manon.
2: You use the
4: gift. Manon, Manon. Manon. Right. Manon, Manon. Manon. Manon,
2: Manon.
3: <laughs> And and now he wants it back. Okay? Nobody can see
4: you pointing
1: yeah. like waving your, your uh yeah, cigarette at us. <laughs> I'm praying to
3: you
4: Madonna oh, mia I'm going to break in I'm going to break no in With the it. haiku You didn't see oh, that yeah. part oh, In the I
3: outtakes could've... Where they, they cut right. The Italian guy Who comes in He's like wait. I just came <laughs> To deliver this pizza pie To the girls Someone's saying I'm very hungry
1: Manon's <laughs> <pizza>. Mano. here. <laughs> Manon, what are
5: you the hey.
3: right. Wait, wait, hold on So
5: here's
1: my question You got a magic
3: Oh my god Mike,
1: I need your focus here
3: i <laughs>
4: <laughs> Where do sharks come from? Oh, my God. <laughs>
2: oh, that's a spicy meatball right there. Zeppi, get
3: over here. Yeah.
4: How
5: you do you do that with
2: your pencil? You make it a pencil stand idiot. up you like that? get up. Stupid.
4: Yeah. <laughs> We're just going to edit all this out, are yeah. 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 Mike, yeah. I have a serious question I told you, she loses
5: her hair. She loses her hair. Mike, you <laughs> are. She loses her hair. <laughs> all right. All right.
2: <laughs> Go ahead.
1: Mike, okay, I got this. So you are the expert you are a residential expert in the rules of the craft world, clearly. Um yes. what 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 after Robin Tooney does the lightning storm and mm. knocks the tree limb down and rips whips up the wind, uh how does that come back to her three times? Like what does that it, look like? like?
2: Dents her car <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> but she has to take it to
1: the shop, and it costs three times there's, as much. There's a price to pay every time you use a spell.
4: <laughs> no, no, isn't, isn't yeah. what if it What if Steve he Ulrich is like still
1: like,
3: obsessed. This is gonna cost a million dollars. Oh wait, okay, hold on. <laughs> yeah, it's like if you do it to
2: somebody else, right? Like not yeah. if you just like do a spell yeah. like. Oh, okay. if you do a spell to somebody else, it comes back to you.
5: Right. To me, so, I
2: would just be doing good shit to right. other people. Yeah.
3: Hey. Well, hey, and hey, hey, then it has then hey, it has the laws hey, of good check, and evil, which you just. I said you didn't want in the movie it has the laws of good and evil that no i didn't say you that. do yeah. onto to others
4: comes back
1: it's on not a you moral code it's, you're doing things for people so that stuff you like will happen to you
4: no yeah the, the, the threefold coming back thing i'm is not doing it because God. It. i'm
1: doing it because like if i go dave look in your pants right now and you're like holy no. shit i got a 12-inch dick then guess what's gonna happen to me 36-inch Three. dick <laughs> <laughs>
5: <My old>. <laughs> yeah <laughs>
4: There's a okay. big fold. Haiku. Haiku. You see what he carried it's in his all...
3: pants to It's a <laughs> <laughs> It's a big
4: salami. <laughs> spirit That's the guy who got a guy. lawnmower, oh, daddy. Come oh, here. Not
3: yeah. my
4: lawnmower. Oh, my God.
2: The, the Holy Spirit of the Brajou.
4: That's dude, what have, was have, missing have, in this do entire Do alternative movie. titles?
1: A,
3: a group of Italians
4: just immigrants.
1: Do your haiku. Do your haiku.
4: Oh, okay. Wait, wait. Here we go. Here we go. Teen girls are scary. No, really terrifying. <laughs> then you add witchcraft. <laughs> right. <laughs> mm, that's exactly. Really. Thank you, Solo. Yeah. Thank
2: you for yeah. That's
4: it. the
3: best summation of that movie. That should be on the yes.
4: description. Did we talk about Christine cable.
3: Taylor, by the way, and her hair falling out already? Oh, the, the racist? Yes, I said yeah, that. I thought, that was, yeah, I thought were, that
1: was the best like horror movie element of the movie. Yeah. It was the best horror.
3: Yeah, yeah. Horror. I mean. That was great. Yeah, I I enjoyed all. Of but that. then,
2: like, why would that make her hair fall out? Wouldn't that make the magic racist?
1: <laughs> mm. No, no, because they used <laughs> her hair. I think that was the spell.
2: Right, but she made her hair fall out, and then well, that it came back to and her,
1: her own. and Three times as many hairs fell out of her head as yeah. You yeah but then I was saying like it was like an she illusion in the mirror,
4: a... nothing ever really happened. I would have, have liked a little good, more. Reason, I don't know. Her so. wrists
1: were really slit. She was really bleeding out. Yeah. That was real. I thought it was illusion too, but apparently it wasn't.
2: But that would no, make what? the magic racist towards her. Because she her wrist was doing got it slit by the knife. Her. No, she was she was doing the magic to make the racist hair fall out, to stop racism. So then the magic <laughs> made her hair fall out, so the magic is racist.
4: But her hair never... Fall- that was an optical... All right, so look, I know it's tough, guys. It's, it's a real... It's I don't real know if I agree with that. Complicated like, I, don't think scene.
1: I don't think that's a corresponding... Can I, can yeah, so, Josh,
2: are you saying racist is an optical illusion? I I'm, you are. am saying I'm
1: pro-racism. Okay. <laughs> Mama
3: mia,
4: so, Manon. Hey, racism Manon. is an Manon. optical illusion.
3: <laughs> Come on. <laughs> See the when Italians found Manon first. Why don't? First. <laughs> why don't just, <laughs> all right, here we go. Bum, ba, da, Alternative titles: well. <laughs> The Shaft, uh, Hold My Snake. Uh, bitches the of chef. Eastwick. Wait, why are there so many the dick chef? jokes
2: in a movie about four women?
4: But I well, yes. have hey, ever, ever listened to this does. podcast. Wait, this this is you is to this podcast? Thank you very have much. You, have this have will you, you ever met visited.
5: your brother? Goth Girls Gone Wild.
3: Goth Girls Gone Wild. There it will be visited upon you three five fingers in her discount. Oh boy, witches and hoes. Uh invoking, wait, witches in, and <laughs> invoking my spirit. Uh, oh. lousy lays and assholes. These Whoa. girls got problems. Um <laughs> bum runner over. Uh wait blood what? makes me fart.
1: Uh, bum runner over. <laughs> I'm catching all these, Dave. Keep going. You're on roll. All right. Uh
3: They're I'm light as a feather. Session. I'm I'm light as a feather. And Stiff as a board.
1: Uh,
3: Uh, (laughs) Hey. (laughs) Uh, Come on, kids. Witchcraft is cool. Uh, Scars be gone. Witchcraft at Crazy Larry's. Because there was some sort of commercial in there. Uh, White Jesus. Girl. I don't know what that meant. It's better in my head. Shark Killer. Mm. Uh,
1: Shark Killer is a great title for a movie. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Just keeps falling out. Name of J Bone tape. <laughs> <laughs>
5: um,
3: <Aww. coughs> fuck Switch. Um, Nancy has lost her damn mind. Uh, killer witches from L.A. Uh, I wish someone would invoke me, meaning my penis um that was yeah i landed better on the other one <laughs> the,
2: the, the watcher of the tower
3: yeah, uh,
1: well you know dave on a sandwich the two pieces of bread are the same kind of bread so you had to finish it the way you began it right. which
3: kick no, Name of more my punk Jesus. Man. um the arts and craft uh small booty bitches and <laughs> and the craft and macaroni and cheese <laughs>
4: right. well well done dave
3: Dave, you
2: missed that was um,
4: wonderful
3: bitches of Eastwick.
2: no he no, no i did he not that was was
4: was that the did. Mean, yeah. i, so I, I would have said center. anyway
3: it was that was actually a great line i actually liked one thing i did like in this movie they have a conversation in the car and it's like are we having a theological conversation and this and that mm-hmm. back and forth and i Love was like you know what like people think I was like, "Oh, do teenagers really talk like that?" And I'm like, "You know what? We kind of talk like that when we're teenagers. Like, they're smarter than you think, depending on which group you're talking to."
1: All the scenes where they were hanging out together before the plot made them enemies were really good. They had a lot of chemistry. They were natural. They like it. it Actually, made sense that these were actually not teenage actresses because they were old enough to kind of like like play a teenager. You know, in a kind of deeper way. It was really Even, good. You know, yeah.
4: I think some maybe Rachel True was like almost thirty. At that, was she <laughs> at that really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they
2: were They're, they were all, all they were all over.
4: well in their twenties. And one of them I, I think know. was like almost Mary Jane. thirty.
1: Jane.
4: <laughs> she was a <the> giver. <laughs> yeah. And for and both lover.
2: definitely
1: wishes she had a smaller ass. You said you gave Mary Jane a pearl necklace. <laughs> <laughs> you
4: obviously misunderstood that story.
1: <laughs> i
5: Do just think wanna, and
3: uh, i know we we're gonna get to it but i uh, think at the end of the day we all agree so or at least i agree with myself that it uh it's good Says I know you. it's gotta try to <laughs> yeah, it says me shut up you so uh i just think that no you should the movie could have gone in a lot of different ways and it just didn't quite hit one plot or the other i think also it's rochelle
1: plot. gets told three and a half times to shut up in this movie no one else gets told to shut up except for that halftime when her and nev campbell get told together
3: same number Three of times, times don't know if that, that was donnie added after they cast shut up in Big lebowski.
1: or not i don't know mike said that not me
3: um, <laughs> so it was the same number of times donnie's asked to shut up in big lebowski
1: shut the fuck up, donnie. <laughs> that's fuck up donnie. i think donnie gets told to shut up way more than yeah, anybody guys no,
2: <laughs> <way laughs> want to come back and listen yeah let's come back why don't we drop listener why don't we drop
1: we'll we'll drop one of our listener comments in right now and then a little music and then we'll come back and then we'll do all our ending at the end of the episode mike is going to promote a new show and we'll have a couple more i believe don't we have like three total listener comments if i remember correctly two we we at least least have two two, and one of them is supposedly epic so i have floods i have a plug <laughs> at the end so a plug okay yeah so
3: there's what a lot of plug
4: no, don't answer that <laughs> <My
3: dick>. uh... <laughs> i'm like the little dutch boy
6: Does the craft suck? No. On the contrary. It rocks. I mean, the ending is corny, but it's the 90s, and we're dealing with magic here. And more importantly, the craft is just a movie about high school girls trying to find power within themselves in their complicated youth. You got Robin Tunney, the new girl, trying to be accepted on top of addressing self-harm. Then Faruza Balk, the weirdo propelling from society and yet wants nothing more than a strong inner circle to rely on to validate her intense feelings. Then the physical attribute of Neve Campbell showing the superficiality of girls at that age and how hard it is for one to accept oneself. And then Rachel True facing real upfront racial adversity like it's nothing. And then they make the races suffer. They damn the men that disrespect them. They find the power within themselves to overcome these obstacles. And then best of all, when they realize too much power isn't good for anyone, they step down. Except for who's who goes crazy. Which anyone who doesn't realize too much power is not enough does. I mean, if you took the magic out, it would lose all its fun, but not its purpose. It's a story about American teenage girls. And a story about how too much power corrupts. And we need that. And that's why they must have remade it too, you know? Because high school girls are probably dealing with the same bullshit that they were in 1996.
5: I think it's great.
2: Okay, let's go for it then. Does it suck now?
1: Anybody? <laughs> I'll go. Mike, you're you're supposed to pass the ball to someone else. Like
3: with oh, their... Dave, Dave, wow. does the craft suck now? Uh I love the way your voice goes up at the end of that. Because ah. it's a
4: question. That's that's um, what well, happens. It's English.
3: Yeah. Do it's you inf- it's
4: called an inflection.
3: Say that every
4: time? <laughs> only if it's a question
3: (laughs) Um, i I have to say i i (laughs) you know i thoroughly enjoyed this movie for all the problems that it has in it and i was really surprised and i think this goes back to i don't know if we'll put this in or not we're talking about like the power of the dog and what i find interesting is your expectations going into something if you think the movie is going to not be good as we assume with most of these movies, we go back to, um, a lot of times it'll surprise you. But if you go back being like, this movie was amazing. You a lot of times you go back and go, eh, it wasn't too much. I mean, there are a few, of course, big trouble in little China always, but I have to say, I don't think this movie sucks now. Um, because for whatever it's worth, The way they put the scenes together, how it was crafted, and I'll go on a J-Bone rant here for a sec, like how it was crafted, the pacing, all of it, I was into it. Whether I'm disappointed with certain parts or I wanted to know more, I mean, maybe that's part of it being something that I still liked and I would watch it again. And I think it held up. It didn't feel so 90s either like Clueless or something that really felt dated to me. And I I don't know I don't know why I enjoyed it so much so no I don't think it sucks now. Clearless is timeless.
4: It's right. amazing.
3: I know, but some yeah. things are stuck in their period, and maybe we need to go back. Varsity
4: and... Blues, for instance.
3: Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> James Vanderbeek is on its period. Go
4: ahead. <laughs> so who are you tossing it to, Dave?
3: He's crank. Oh, uh, solo. Does this movie suck? Uh, now.
4: Now. Uh, so I actually thought this movie was better upon its 2022 viewing than I remember it from its whatever, 1990 whatever viewing when I saw it the first time. Um, which was, I was pleasantly surprised by that. And, and I think a lot of that had to do with what Mike was describing earlier about the mystique that this movie has built up over the last few decades. And I think maybe that um, kind of plated it up a little bit more for me than than the first time I saw it when maybe I was just like, oh, it's this, you know, witchy chick flick and whatever. I'll give it a watch. And uh, I completely, I mean, like we're all on the same page. We all mentioned about, you know, the sloppy character development and the way the story kind of just, you know, hangs out there without any like real, you know, tight build or anything like that but it's entertaining you know you can't deny that it's entertaining and you, you know the the effort they put into the special effects and the scenes and the research behind all the occult shit and that's all really well done and it's it's a worthwhile watch if for no other reason you know for the generational mystique about it but also the the fact that, yeah it's it's like uh a really, really long, high fly ball out of a movie. (laughs) It's like entertaining to watch. And then it kind of like lands in the glove and you're like, Oh, okay. (laughs) That's a good, I like that. That's a
1: really good baseball metaphor, actually. It's hard to do. Well done. So. All right. Why don't you pass that baseball to somebody?
4: Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to throw it back into the infield to J bone (laughs) and say, what do you think? Does it suck now?
1: Uh, I don't think the craft sucks now. Uh even though I am also disappointed in it. It's like a child that I'm like oh, I'm so disappointed in you right now. I still love you, but I'm disappointed in you right now. Um <laughs> it uh it has a lot of energy as really awesome soundtrack that's very of the times and fitting the char- the not the characters. The cast is really generally excellent. Um I just really liked it. It's really watchable and enjoyable and yeah. I liked it. It doesn't suck now. Also, solo, I want to say I also liked it more now than I did when I saw it when it came out. And I was hyped about it when it came out. I remember reading about it in like Entertainment Weekly or something like that. And I was like, I was like, shit, really beautiful actresses, gothy, like sound alternative soundtrack. Like I'm in at uh, um, this. I was excited for it. And then uh, it's I, I was a little disappointed when it first came out and I liked it. I liked it a lot. I want, I want, I want ten different craft movies made by ten different directors of very various backgrounds and even genders. Uh, I just want to see what everybody would make of this. I want like a Wachowski, Wachowski sisters version of The Craft. Oh, I, yeah. I want something like that. I think that would be amazing. Malik,
3: Tarrant, uh, Malik brothers.
1: Karen's made oh, like an yeah.
3: The craft.
5: Jesus <laughs> sure <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs>
3: so.
2: I think John. I think John Carpenter could make an amazing craft. Oh, movie, it would definitely.
1: be yeah. It's so, or much how boring. about the woman that remade Candyman? Why is not she should make a craft movie? Because um, the candy oh, movie yeah, was she garbage.
2: Would, oh yeah, she <laughs> I didn't see it, a, but
1: she's supposed to be a really talented director. Um, uh, Jane Mike,
2: Campion's the craft. Oh
1: my God, I would pay
2: money
4: <laughs> to see that. By uh, the way, I yes, think I'd one see of the all reasons, these movies. yeah,
1: I
3: think one of the reasons we were disappointed in when it came out in '96 is, I think this movie, if I remember correctly, I could be wrong, was pitched as like the female, the crow, in a way. It was pitched as a goth sort of thing on the With coattails no of you know that sort of uh, genre, and I think it was just pitched in a way that the movie isn't that. So when we all went the to go see it, we were like, man, who did Sarah. you, Sarah. 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 Everyone's yelling Michael. at you. Where's Michael. Mike's wife has crashed the podcast. Michael.
1: Michael, Dave, while you were, while you doesn't were indisposed <laughs> of uh, minding <laughs> Sarah your natural business, now,
4: Sarah. I, Sarah I, I, I talked on. about what you just
1: said <laughs> a little bit. So we covered oh, yeah. it. All right. I was on that point. Yes. I agreed with you on that about mm-hmm. connecting it to the uh, the crow. Um, yeah, and I think so. And
4: uh, did Solo, you did you watch it with reasons. Mrs. Solo? Nope, watched it all by myself. And okay. quite honestly, this is one of the only movies for the podcast that I managed to watch it through all in one sitting without falling asleep. Oh, nice.
1: Agreed. agreed. Me too. Man, what could be a higher <laughs> praise from a forty-something-year-old <laughs> man?
4: And, uh, I know, I especially this movie. It's, uh, a well, lot I of this movie. didn't even have Gerald me.
1: Butler in it for you. It's Gerard,
4: and yes, true.
2: Yes, and what a better movie for four 40-year-old white men to talk
1: about <laughs> than <laughs> It was written and directed by 40-year-old white men. So <laughs> and, good, and by, by the job. way, yeah.
3: Gerald Butler is in the movie 100, not months.
4: Gerard.
3: <laughs> No, no, I mean Gerald. He's in the other movie, the spinoff, 100. <laughs> <laughs> he's
1: like, "This right.
3: is Sparta, guys, okay, <laughs> all right." Mike, all right, did Mike? you say?
1: It, you said it. Didn't
4: Does it suck, suck now, right? Mike?
1: Or did you not say? Uh, I haven't said you? anything
4: yet. Oh, no, I'm, Sarah, tra- I'm trying to. Toss Dave was it over talking, to him. And
1: Sarah was talking. So, anyway, do you do you want to say something, Mike? Do you want to tell us I, if it's? I think now? I
2: just think you guys kind of like summed up uh, my feelings uh, on this movie. Where um, I think. It's a great idea that is just not well executed, but for some reason, some of it is.
1: We didn't say all I, of it was was bad. No, yeah, yeah. I the ending sucks. Right.
2: Yeah, I think I think um, it's it's a very watchable movie that holds up for some reason over the years
5: mm-hmm.
2: because I think the idea is so original and because it is so relatable in a lot of ways. Like just it it survives. Like, I can show this movie to a teenager now, and they would probably be like, Oh, they'd love it. Yeah, yeah and they would probably love it. W- one, because probably the 90s are back in, but also, like, it's just relatable. It's um, campy in all the, the right ways. Uh, uh, the characters are, the, the archetypes of the characters are all just, like, classic.
1: Oh, my God. Um, the, the best part of the battle is when she throws the, like, dresser at uh, yes. Robin Tooney into the wall, and then, like, it's her clothing looking like stiff there. And she's like, what the fuck? And then she appears out of it and she's back in her clothes. That was amazing. <laughs> that was great.
2: But this movie has, I think, enough heart to get it by. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, where I think like you could, it like it's in that way, we, like we were saying, like um, movies like The Highlander, um, you, just like in that way where it creates a world that you want to exist in. Which is why you can do sequels and remakes, and you know the charm show because everybody like wants to recapture that vibe. And it's there is a vibe human. to this movie that transcends time in
1: a lot of ways. Yeah, it's that, very human that, in that way.
2: Yeah, people want to live in this world where mm-hmm. where Wiccan magic is real, and you can like get back at some boy who's you be a dick to you. Also, he, I think there's a hunger
1: be- for like a female version of the hero myth that isn't just the same stories that the male versions get just with a gender swap i think there's a lot like yeah i'm not anti that sometimes that's really interesting to do a gender swap but or sometimes it reveals how the gender doesn't matter at all but it would just be interesting to like branch out more than copy with slightly different kinds of people if that makes
2: sense yeah i think that's right and it captures being um like I was never a teenage girl but what <laughs> I but was I short think, fascinated
1: by teenage girls <laughs> though
2: <laughs> yeah but I think it this uh, captures a place in a lot of people's imaginations because it somehow nails something about being a teenage girl that resonates yeah. and it resonates in such a way that this movie has sort of become better with time instead mm-hmm. of just uh, being a, a relic of the 90s yeah. Like like Scream felt like that. Like Scream came out the same year. Scream was uh just so incredibly did nice. self Records. Self-referential, self-referential, sarcastic, 90s soundtrack, uh, you know, hot, the hot teenage kids, all that stuff. But for some reason, this movie survived beyond Scream because because of what it says Wait, and what it represents. Do you think
1: this is a better movie than Scream?
2: I think that mm. this movie is. Uh, more iconic than Scream. No way, I, I disagree no. with that a
1: thousand a percent. No. I feel confident I saying that's insane to say. I think.
4: I think that's no, insane to say. I
2: think that this, I think that this movie um holds a place in people's hearts in a way that Scream does not.
1: That might be fair. Maybe okay. All right, By I, that's,
2: way, that's what a, I'm saying. That
3: matters. Good save. Good yeah. save. Does it, does it suck <laughs> like, now? I,
2: I just think he said that no. it's.
3: Uh, I, think, saying, no. I say
2: no, but I think that this movie has survived the test oh. of, of time. In a, it's in aging a well, yeah, yeah, in a different way than Scream
5: has. Yes,
2: oh, okay. I, okay. I, I don't Hold want on. to take away from Scream's importance. No, no. We talked. No, no, about I get you, Mike. I want to,
4: I want to like interpret what you're saying a little bit because I think I get it. Like I an think, old I think, cheese. Tell me if you agree with this: is that is that uh, the craft is surviving uh, despite its. Placement in the '90s, and Scream is surviving because of its placement in the '90s.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. Like Scream is a horror movie, and it and it subverts the trope, all the horror tropes, in a very '90s way. Where this is a movie whose story takes place in the '90s, but resonates beyond the '90s.
3: By the way, how much do you think this movie was made for? Thirty million dollars. (laughs) Five dollars. Uh um, snakes. It was made for fifteen million. What do you think it made? Twenty-four nine eight seven.
4: Hundred twenty-four nine eight seven. No no, no twenty-four million nine hundred
3: and eighty-seven thousand. Uh a beach full of sharks. Uh it made fifty-five million point six. Fifty-five point okay. six. Million. Minor minor hit made money. Made right. everybody back. They made money. Hey,
1: you know. Dave, you wanted to, you wanted to promote Something or yeah. Watch.
3: So now we had talked about when we did um, Dawn of the Dead um, about a job that I had that now I can reveal. So watch the fifth season of Search Party on HBO Max. You if you've never watched the show, it's a really satirical show about a group of millennials in Bushwick, and it's not what you expect even from that description. Uh, It's crazy. Uh, And I was the movement designer, choreographer, and on set to be the consultant for 10 days for their big reveal at the end of their monsters, which start with a Z. So you can figure it out from there. But yes, that is the reveal. Zebras. Zumbas. There are Zumbas. Zumbas. (laughs) But actually, how they get there to the zumbas um I don't think even if i even if I said it that you know what they are that it would give away the whole story so nobody knows watch either. it it's hilarious, and anything that has to do with zombies was me. I was there somewhere on set
4: <laughs> <Zebras>. <laughs> we saw the pictures to prove it
3: exactly yes. I and more there was a flamethrower. More, more social correctly. media posts coming this week, so. Hmm. Some, my, like tune in to Dave's OnlyFans um, for more updates. Um, <laughs> and then I do sexy stuff on my Dave's OnlyFans page. Like, uh, drink coffee.
1: No, no, no. Don't tell them. Don't tell
3: them they got pay. <laughs>
4: don't give them any teasers. You All pay. right, they people, that would be
1: $5. Mike, you have a fun <laughs> announcement for the Up In Your Ear Podcast Network, family. So uh,
2: the Up In Your Ear Podcast Network is introducing a new podcast. It is called Bad Anime Uh, The hosts are John Weigel, who you might know from the Rolling Stone Twitch channel. He is the host of it. And Robert Hawley, his buddy. And what they're going to do is talk about bad anime. Um, And, you know, a host of other things, kind of like our podcast. We talk about ourselves and friendships and growing up and stuff like that.
1: Dave talks about himself a lot. Yes.
2: The first movie they're doing is a movie called (laughs) Campus Campus Special Investigator (laughs) Hikaruon. Uh from 1987. If that doesn't uh, set- sound
1: like bad anime, I don't know what does.
2: <laughs> it sounds kind of amazing. Um, I've yet to listen to the first episode, but you'll hear the trailer for it after our episode here.
1: So tune in. The nice. family expands,
4: and yes. uh, it's awesome. What a network! What a network we got here. What
1: a fantastic. It's beautiful. And of
4: course, so keep listening. Can imagine live.
1: how much better we'd be with funding. Yeah, well, if we had money, man, no, so we'd we actually be worse than money.
3: Kind of money.
4: Honestly, you know how
3: much good. funnier we could make Maron, like you know,
4: <laughs> we could have so like guys, we, we could have, have slide whistles. <laughs> we could. Yeah. We got a trombone player behind each what of us. Fuck a movie. Are we gonna do next? I, I will bet you if we did a movie like um, uh, Sleep is in Seattle, it would be terrible these days. Mm. Um, That'd be a got tough mail. watch. There's I have of, seen that
2: recently.
1: What about Can't Buy Me Love? <laughs> oh, or splash. Uh, what, about uh, splash? what about splash? Splash. Tommy oh, Hanks. What about lover science uh, girls just want to have fun. Earth. We could do Earth. Girls are easy if we dare.
2: I think I lover boy that. is a good one.
1: Just one of the lover guys. Boy is a good that, one, I know just one of the actually. guys was.
2: What about just one of the guys? Just one of the just guys one has one been guys? thrown out quite a
1: bit. Yeah, Suzanne was dying for that one, wasn't she? She
4: was. She was. She'd be. She'd be thrilled if we did that.
1: Do we have a list? Is that is that a
2: list?
4: I'm just you're...
1: looking at 80s rom coms:
3: Tootsie, Roxanne. Oh, uh, I would do Roxanne. You no,
2: know I would do Roxanne because that has a lot of actors that we haven't done in it. And I remember that being really good for some reason.
4: I don't remember that movie at all, actually.
1: It's like Cyrano Diversion act, or, or, Yeah, whatever.
2: But it's like Steve... It makes no sense. Steve Martin is a firefighter with a giant nose.
1: Yeah. Oh, what about that uh, we could do? Desperately Seeking Susan. Earth Girls no, let's, Are
2: Easy. Let's do, um, let's do Roxanne because okay. I think that that's like... I just feel like that's like a movie we – it's like a movie we haven't really done on this yeah. podcast. Yet. Okay.
1: Yeah, it is. It is We're going to throw weird. a curveball then. We'll do it. We'll do Roxanne starring Steve uh, Martin and a bunch of other people. Dave runs- also,
2: I remember really liking that movie when I was a kid, and I definitely haven't seen it in 30
5: years.
1: I remember what, watching Sand? it, but I don't remember if I liked it. I did watch some of Bowfinger after your wedding or after Dave's wedding like when I got back to the hotel. And oh, I was both flipping through channels and Bowfinger was on, and I was flipping wow. between that and Jurassic Park, and it was really fun.
4: <laughs> I was <laughs> watching Jurassic figure. Park that night too. Right yeah. <laughs> All right. That's the awesome.
3: next, I the
1: think next, next movie. Steve
3: Martin's best.
2: The next movie we're doing is Roxanne. Roxanne, Roxanne? Right. starring
1: Steve Martin. We'll see. Which I'm I very think curious. I've
4: though, literally only seen once in my entire Inner life. Inner
1: Space. Yeah. That's a fun one. Oh, I,
2: I saw yeah. we I should definitely do that. Let's put that on the yeah,
1: it's Roxanne. I'm just throwing out,
2: yeah, other let's, stuff. let's yeah. put that one uh, on honey. I shrunk the kids
1: could be,
5: a really the kids. Good one. Yeah. yeah.
2: I've been, I really want to do interspace too because I've been
3: suggesting for a while, um, love you to death with uh Kevin Klein and Ooh. Tracy Ullman.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I love you to death. Yeah, that's a I, I could do that one. What's the other one? Um, the one with Meryl Streep where uh and Bruce Willis. Oh, um, death becomes her. Death becomes her. Yeah, that is great
3: too.
1: That might be a fun one to do. And we
3: haven't done Witches of Eastwick either. The well, we just did Easter. a witch
1: movie.
4: We're good I'm on I'm witches. I'm not saying for we got. I
3: put it on the list. Dave has not hundreds all. of
4: witch movies. <laughs> I know. There's like, there's just all over the place. Told you.
1: <laughs> the witch. Uh, the witch is an awesome movie. Also spelled with two V's instead of. Yeah, a w. that
3: movie is great.
1: Movie is really awesome. Um. Is
3: that
1: Rostan, pronounced the vitch? Yes. The vitch. All right, Roxanne, all right. good job. Like I'm so. going to bed, guys. That was fun. Yeah. Good all timing. Right.
3: Night, night. Yay. Later, boys.
5: Good night,
7: hey, everybody. all. Hi, I'm Becca Fisher, and thank you for having me on the podcast uh, after I've been pestering Josh to fit me in somehow uh for the last few months um so we're talking about the craft which I saw for the first time when I was 10 when it came out on VHS and we watched it at my best friend Lily's 10th birthday party it was a sleepover and I just remember her cat scaring the shit out of all of us um because we were freaking out I also remember the countless uh, attempts at white as a feather, stiff as a board after this movie. Um, Needless to say, they were not successful. And before I say whether I think this movie sucks or not, I have to say the thing that sticks out in my mind most after having just rewatched it is the house that, and I'm sure Josh also noticed this, the house that Uh, Sarah and her dad and stepmom move into would be like a $10 million house in LA today uh, with its original character Mediterranean style and fucking amazing windows. Um, So I would love that house. Uh, But yeah, so whether it sucks, I'm going to say that it does not suck now. I think that the themes of the movie are still really relevant. Um, and, of course, all the clothes are now for sale again at uh, Urban Outfitters because the 90s are back. Um, I think that it talks a lot about female friendships and the roller coaster of teen female friendships in particular, um, the clickiness and the hot and coldness. <laughs> um The mean girls, uh, the main mean girl who in this movie is a raging racist, which I did not remember from when I saw it in the 90s. Um, I mean, I remembered her being racist, but I did not remember how blatantly racist and horrifying she is, uh, played by Christine Taylor. So that was terrifying. Um, I think that it shows you know, kind of witchcraft as their religion and how they seek comfort from the witchcraft and the solutions to their pain, kind of the way that people, I think, treat religion sometimes. Um, And that's contrasted with them being in this Catholic school, which doesn't really play that much of a part, but it's definitely there for a reason, uh, even though they have the loosest uniform policy I've ever seen. Um, so in general, I do think it still holds up. Um, things that I think do suck about it though are the dialogue and some of the scenes are super choppy. Um, like it seems almost like they edited out <laughs> a lot. Um, one of the examples was when they're in the convertible. We don't really see Nev Campbell's character become a narcissist, but Sarah's character References her becoming a narcissist, uh, I guess just to give weight to the fact that the abuse of their power is getting out of control, um, but you don't actually see her really being that much of an asshole. Um, and then Skeet Ulrich's character, when he kind of attempts to, I guess, rape Sarah. That also just seems like it goes from zero to a hundred in two seconds. Um, and I also didn't love the ending with Farouja Balk in the psych ward. Um, but I did think that the ending, um, I'll leave it on a positive note. I loved the fact that, um, when Did Bonnie and Rochelle come to apologize to Sarah at the end? And uh, they say, we feel really bad. And she goes for trying to kill me, sarcastically. And they just really have nothing they can say. And uh, then I like that she gets the final jab to show them that she still has her powers. And I kind of think that that's how it should have ended, despite the fact that Feruja Balk is giving ledger joker vibes in the psych ward but um so i think as a whole it does not suck and thanks again for having me on the podcast
0: Uh, 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 in your ear podcast network do you love consuming bad content do you often crave wasting your time watching anime hello I'm John Weigel. I need a fucking cigarette right now. I don't smoke. And that's my buddy, Rob Halley. And this is Bad Anime, the podcast where we decide... Is this anime bad? So each week, myself, as someone who grew up on Shonen Jump, and Rob... Who's basically a 90s anime boomer? Test my theory that there's no such thing as a bad anime. I personally think no anime is technically bad. I I, that is that is the most endearing thing I've ever heard you say. We'll go through a new anime every single week. Some that are historically bad. You've never heard of School Days. Some that are historically good. But what if I said it like Joey Wheeler? Neon Genesis Evangelion. And some that you may have never even heard of. After I got rejected, I shaved and took in a high school runaway. That's the name of the show. (laughs) Wait, that's the name. <laughs> so, if you love the art of anime, a good laugh, and want to join our weeb awakening, why not waste your time with us? And join our weird cult. Wait, wait who wrote this script? Bad anime. We're going to be available literally wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, it, it, legitimately anywhere. Starting Wednesday, February 2nd. We also like beer. What are shots? Yeah. Cool. It's bad.
5: Anime. Bro.
0: Your Ear
5: Podcast Network.